You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. DeVito, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? Lovely. Is it chilly where you are? Are you in Michigan? I am. It is. I am in Michigan. I was actually just in Nashville. Really? Um, What were you doing in Nashville? Well, I'm considering um, moving to Nashville eventually. Stop. Yes. What is making you want to pull the trigger? So many people are coming here. I know. Well, I'm done with the coasts. I've done those. I've done Chicago now and I'm looking for my next city life. Mm. Um, Michigan is great, but my farm is very remote and I'm not ready to be, you know, 90 yet. So, um, and, and Nashville is a seven hour drive from Michigan. So it's like, I could drive back and forth when I want to, it just seemed perfect. Okay. So you actually live the farm dream because my husband and I have this farm dream and we've had it forever. And so I want to actually talk to you about the farm dream where it is like you get the amazing farm, you have the awesome, cozy little house and you live in the middle of nature and you're disconnected and it's amazing. Is it as amazing as it sounds or are you ready to see people? No, it is. I mean, I've never spent more than like two, three weeks at a time here. So this um, is coming up going to be like my longer stint. So I'll let you know after, but I am somebody who like when I need to recharge, I can't do it with other people around. I have to recharge myself. So the farm is so perfect. I wake up so happy. And like, every time I like pull up to my driveway, there's like deer in the yard or I just like, I love it so much. I really do. I bet that's so true because you have been on TV basically as long as your like adult brain has been functioning. Like you started when you were like 15, right? Or 13. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I started at 15, but like, I always say like really, really like consistently like 18. 
And you like grew up going to have Thanksgiving with Billy Joel. How your life has just been, you from the start have been with all of the people that we put on pedestals. Like that's just your life. That's where you start. So what is life like to you? Is anything possible? Has it always been possible because you grew up seeing a life of no limitations? Oh, that's so interesting. Um, I never really thought of it that way. I think maybe, I mean, definitely in the arts world, it's funny because I feel like when you grow up around so much art and music and all that kind of stuff, um, it just kind of felt like the natural thing. You know, I grew up playing violin and then I got into acting and like, and then, but I remember being like, 22 or 23 when they started sending me out on like cop roles or doctor roles and I remember like laughing I was like I'm like you know 25 or whatever I was like 26 not old enough to play these roles and people are like you actually are so I feel like there's like a maturity and you know uh like you said like anything's possible but when it came to like real world stuff, I was like med school. Oh my God, I can't even fat. Like those things I can't even fathom because I don't know anybody in my family, in my, <laughs> in my life who've actually achieved those. So to me, I put those people on pedestals. You know what I mean? I'm like, wow, how did you do that? So fascinating. So who are your parents that led this wild life that you started off in this world? So my dad uh, is Liberty DeVito. He played drums with Billy Joel for 30 years. Um, oh, wow. And what a name, yeah. Liberty DeVito. You're destined for greatness with that name. Right? It's yeah. a pretty dope name. Uh -huh. um, yeah, he is a drummer. Uh, he's played with tons of people, but the bulk of his career was with Billy. They met when they were like 20 in, on Long Island. And um, so they started, you know, together from a very young age. And then my mom... Um, she met Stevie Nicks when she was in her twenties and they've been best friends ever since. And that's actually how my parents met. Um, one summer when Billy was not on tour, uh, my dad played drums for Stevie on her solo tour. And so that's how my parents met. Um, oh. and Stevie and my mom are still really, really close. And Billy and my dad did have a falling out, but they've since rekindled and started speaking again, which is so lovely, you know. Hey, listen, being in a band, I'm married to a musician. He has been in a band since he's been 13 with the same guys and I was 30, mid-30s. Um, and they get along great, but like you, I was in a band for seven years. It is, oh yeah. It is so hard not to have moments where you're like, I need so much space from you because I literally have been not just doing life with you, but like obsessively doing life with you. Cause you yes. never get a break. You never get a break. Never. Yeah, so man, sense. you hear about that all the time. Yeah. But I'm glad they're back on the up and up. Yeah. What is Stevie Nicks like? Because I freaking just think she is one of the most magical, amazing, like just creative souls that our earth has. She's so creative. She embodies every piece of her art. Do you know what I mean? Like she yes, you feel that and breathes it. It's her mother, father, sister, child, best friend. Like that. She, it's funny. Cause there's some people like that. Like I took this, um, acting class from this guy, Larry Moss, who, you know, coach coaches like Hillary Swank and Bro boys don't cry and like Leonardo DiCaprio all the time. And he's amazing. And he's one of those people too, that I was watching and I was like, Oh my God, you are acting. And like, like my father, like everything for him is music. Like he is drums and Stevie is music and 
art and all her mysticism. <clears throat> but, and so I think that it's funny because you say like the sky's the limit. And I, I did grow up believing that, but there was also a part of me that saw these people like growing up with my dad, where it was like, this is who he is. And I love acting. I love music. I love the arts, but I also love being in solitude and I love being in nature and I love so many other things. And so I think I was always intimidated growing up thinking like, but I'm not just the thing that I love. Like I was so envious of, like, I would look at them and be like, how do you do that? Like, I'm not all, you know, that, um, but you have, really are. you have a lot, a few more loves. Like they have one yes. love. You have a few more. Yes. I'm the same way. Like I am envious of people. I always say this people who figure out what they love at a young age and like zero in on it and focus in on it. I've always been so kind of envious of those people. Cause it's like, you yeah. just know where you're pouring yourself into. Yeah. And I think my dad like saw me dabbling in so many things. And he was like, my one advice for you is like, don't be a jack of all trades, pick something and get great at it. And I think mm. that that's amazing advice. Mm. But what I'm realizing for me now, like I have made a career that I'm proud of, but I actually don't think that worked for me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I think I am a jack of all trades and I think that it's okay to lean into that. I mean, I would love if I was as passionate about one thing as they are and that I see, cause I think it's the most beautiful thing. Um, it's like having a long, you know, when you see that old couple that has that 75 year relationship, you're like, Oh my God, what is that like? Um, but that's just not, that's just not what my life, you know, that's not what my soul connected to, you know? Isn't it kind of awesome when you get to the age where you know what you like and like, yes. you know, because I feel like I'm just getting here. I'm 39 and I'm like, I'm just now starting to really be able to let my, like, to know what I like and what I don't. It's taken so long to like, for yeah. me to sift through everything. And I had to get out there and taste and try everything that I was curious about just to see if it was yeah. going to stick. Did you feel that way? Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and it's funny, I'm 38. So we're like the same age. And it's the same thing. Like, I'm finally getting to a place where it's like, no, that doesn't serve me. Like, no, I'm not into that. No, yeah, yes. That's a big yes for me. You know what I mean? And it, it just makes you go through life with such an easier vibe, you know, than when you were younger. <laughs> I used to be so scared to say no to something that felt like an opportunity because I was like, well, what if this never comes back around? And what if I really love it? And I've never tried it. But now it's like, if it's not like a hell yes or a hell no, I have like a few things that have come up lately where I don't have a clear reading, like one way or the yeah. other. It's like such an amazing thing that's happening, but I'm like not, not dying to go. And I'm like, what, what is it? You know, what do you right. do when you're in that situation? When you know kind of what a hell yes and a no is, but there's, you're floating in between. How do you sift through that? <laughs> Yeah. So it's so funny. Um, I work with this amazing, amazing energy healer named Janet Raptus and she taught me, and it's such a simple technique. I like literally when I'm like being indecisive like that and I'm like, uh, I could, I couldn't, you sit down and you like, um, close your eyes and you imagine what like a hell yes is right. Like if it's like puppies or whatever it is and you feel what that feels like in your body. And then you imagine what your hell no is, whatever that is. And so, you know, your body knows, and then you imagine yourself, whether it's an event you're thinking about, you imagine yourself getting in the car and going and being at the event and being with all the friends. And you might know immediately like, oh, okay, I can feel that's a no. 
And then you imagine if you haven't yet, then you imagine yourself staying at home and not going and missing out on it. And your body ends up telling you. So sometimes I feel like our minds and our brains get in the way. And sometimes our body knows more than we do. And we just have to like sink into it. But I love that exercise works for me, like without fail every time. Really? Even if you're kind of like totally split in the middle. That's, that's the only time I use it is when I'm split in the middle. Cause then I like actually like go underneath my brain and go into that meditative state and go into my body and like, and actually feel the yes, no, and feel like what it's like to do both options. And like, I feel like then I can, I like jump out of it and I'm like, okay, it's a no. Or like, yep, I'm going. That is such a good exercise. Yeah. It's so hard. And I feel like, do you struggle with that or not struggle? But is that something that you bump into a lot in your field is you have opportunities come up and they are like, especially maybe like roles come up or things to do that could really like be a life changer. And you don't really know because you don't know how something's going to do, how a series or a show is going to do until it's out there in the world. So is that like pressure to know what to pick? Are you so in tune now with your gut that like it, you can do it from the soul space? Um, it's funny. Cause I feel like as an actor, unless you're like, you know, Brad Pitt or Meryl Streep or somebody like you don't really pick per se. Do you know what I mean? Cause you just kind of like throw so much out there and see what sticks. Um, now I do feel like people are writing and creating and producing their own content much more, which is great. But as far as the stuff that I've done so far, I've just literally auditioned for everything. And whatever I've gotten, I've done. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously there are some projects that I've gotten or gotten offered that I've turned down. Um, <clears throat> but I haven't been able to like hand pick the actual stuff I've done. I just feel like I've been really fortunate and liked, you know, most of the, most of the stuff I've done. Um, but yeah, there's opportunities that come up all the time that I get nervous about. I have one this weekend, actually, that asked me to be on. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. When is this coming out? Uh, probably in like three weeks. Okay. I think it's okay. Um, okay. I'm going to be on celebrity jeopardy and that is like so silly. I've been so <laughs> stressed about it. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, if I just say silent out of nerves, I'm going to look ridiculous. If I say things that are ridiculous, I'm going to look like a dumbass. I'm like, Oh my God, what do I do? What am I doing to myself? Am I going to become a bad meme? Like, Oh, should I just say screw it and do it? So that's where I'm at. But yes, it's, it's hard to make those decisions all the time. Oh my God. Okay. So I went on a celebrity family feud with my friend, Kelly Pickler. Do you know Kelly Pickler? I knew that country. Okay. So she had a reality show for a while and I was on her show with her. And so she was asked to be on it and she brought me along with as one of her contestants. And I said the most embarrassing answer you could ever say. What'd you say? I if you're worried about your greatest fear, well, I lived (laughs) your greatest fear. (laughs) You lived through it. You are the living embodiment of getting through that. Okay, good. It was it was something about sexual positions or something. I'm not kidding you. And they they were saying like, I don't even know what it was, but basically I said something about you can do it from behind or talking about like doggy style or something. And it was the, I think it was the wrong answer as well. And so it was just like, so humiliating. That was like, I had like, you know, two questions or or one, and that was it. That's how I like made my debut and left it on the table. I, I, I wanted to die for about two weeks. I was like, this is awful. I'm sure. But then it's funny. I mean. Exactly. And that's what I have to remind myself. People want to be entertained, right? I'm sure everybody watching loved that moment, you know, so you got to laugh along with them. And do you kind of feel like 
you're, you've put yourself out there and put yourself out there and put yourself out there. I mean, you are constantly like putting yourself in the world, which I commend you for because, you know, when you're an actor or an artist, your brand is yourself. And so it is so much more personal and it's so much more intimate. And you yes, you are like the product or whatever that is doing this job, but you are still a human being. And so when you put yourself out there over and over again, is it hard to deal with the criticism or do you get to a point where you just know how to like get above it? Because they're, they're talking about you like they would about a shampoo product or something. They feel they have that right to, because you're putting yourself out there. Do you, is that right? Like, do you feel that? Mm -hmm. Like, no, definitely. I feel like sometimes, um, I feel like sometimes I even come across a little, like, um, not guarded is not the word a little reserved or like just kind of quiet when I first meet people too, because I think I am so conditioned to being treated like as a shampoo product or as like an animal, you know what I mean? At the zoo or something that you never really know what people's intentions are. And, um, and I think that that's, I, that makes me sad sometimes because uh, I do recognize that when I meet a new group of people or uh, if somebody comes up to me, my immediate reaction is to kind of like suss out the situation and kind of get quiet, which I think could come off as, you know, not warm and open, which I know I am in my heart. But um, so, yeah, that does get hard. And the criticism never, it does get easier and it doesn't, you know what I mean? I feel like it's really hard when people just throw stuff out there and, you want to be like, first of all, you have no idea who I am, what I am, what I do every day, who I've dated, any of those things you think you do. Also, I'm a real person. You know what I mean? And I just feel fortunate because I look at other um, people online or whatever that just get it so much worse. And I'm like, oh, and I just think that people forget you know, when they're sitting behind their screens and all that stuff, that these are real people you're talking about or you're critiquing and art is so subjective. So even if you, you know, didn't like someone's performance or you can't, a lot of people can't differentiate between your character or who you are in real life. And it's like, you know what I mean? That, you know, I can laugh at that a lot more now, but sometimes I'll see things and I'll be like, ouch, <laughs> that hurt. <laughs> I know the viciousness. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like, just, yeah, I know. Well, how do you deal? Like, so when you have a moment, when you feel down or you feel like you're in a moment of like, you're just, you know, just everything's not feeling good. It's not, maybe you've had some bad people are coming at you, or maybe you had a project that didn't go like you wanted it to or something like, what do you do when you're in those moments of disappointment? How do you get yourself out of them? Um, I kind of sit with it for a moment. Um, and then I, luckily I have a really good support team that mm. I know the certain people in my life. I have, you know, one of my best friends is an actor and she, and I've known each other since we were 12 years old. Um, her name's Ariel Kebble. And she, you know, is really successful. And I know that she and I have gone through so many ups and downs that are very similar. And talking to her is always really helpful. Talking to somebody who um, has been in your situation before and is like, yeah, I know exactly how that feels. Because then it kind of takes you out of it. And it's like, this is just part of it. This is mm. what everybody goes through. It's not really so much personal to me. And it's also helpful if you have those objective people that can go like, just because you didn't get that part, it probably had nothing to do with you. Right. Maybe they wanted a blonde. Maybe they wanted, you know what I mean? Like who knows? Um, and then also like, luckily I have my dad who has gone through a lot of rejection in his career. And he has this one 
fan, I mean, anti-fan letter that he'll read to remind me sometimes of this guy just for two pages wrote all the reasons he hates my dad and wishes he was not living anymore. And I'm like, it. sorry, I just lost you. It's okay. Um, and so he'll read that to me sometimes or send it to me to remind me like everybody goes through this and then we can like <laughs> two pages. Oh, Man. Man, it was the most oh, I'm sorry. It was the most vicious, horrible thing I've ever read. And luckily we can all laugh at it together because it was so absurd. Do you know what I mean? But um, so it's just nice to remind yourself that, you know, people's perspectives of you or just people's thoughts that never, ever, ever have anything to do with you, right? Like so even if true. I punch somebody in the face, their reaction is still on them. How they feel about me is still on them. No matter what. That is what so true. And we can't figure it out. Like I think about this all the time because I mm-hmm. have now real, realized at 39 years old, how complex my brain is, how I sift, we all sift through like our childhood wounds, through our experiences that have happened to us, through like the way we're wired, you know, just all these things we're sifting through to get the reality that we feel is our reality. So every person is having a totally different experience, even if you're in the same experience with them, like you said. So why do we even try to figure it out and just try to get everyone to think the same. There's no way we all are in our own matrix. There's no way. I mean, if you think about it too, every thought that we have is composed from, you know, 38 years of the stuff that I've gone through. It's why I think what I think about a certain person or a certain reaction or whatever. And so how is my how could somebody take my 38 years of experience that they know nothing about personally? That's on me. Right. Yes. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Time is a luxury for us, especially if you're a mom. That's why we need a skincare routine that's easy, fast, and gives us results. 
Plus, what if your products had thousands of five-star reviews, were natural and affordable? Well, say hello to Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Not sure where to start? I highly recommend the Work System. It's everything you need in one powerful package. Take out the guesswork with a proven routine that includes a gentle yet effective cleanser, a super skin toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. See what everyone is raving about. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally five stars. And right now through Monday, Dime has their spring into savings sale. Get 25% off site-wide. Go to dimebeautyco.com for 25% off every product on the site. That's dimebeautyco.com for 25% off. But hurry, the spring into savings sale ends Monday. Go to dimebeautyco.com. So you're super into mental health. It's really fast. I just want to, for everyone who doesn't know what amazing shows Tori has been on, you've been like on Chicago Med, One Tree Hill, Vampire Diaries, plus like a thousand more. You were in that movie. I still know what you did last summer. I can't believe it. Oh my God. Like cult classic. That was my first movie. Oh my God. How was that? I was 21. It was amazing. Um, I loved the cast. It was my first movie and I thought it was like so cool. We were in Park City, Utah. And I remember I had to be in like a tank top the whole time and it was like cold and I was like, I don't care. I'll stay up all night. I'll freeze to death. Like, doesn't matter. I'm making a movie. And like nowadays I'd be like, um, where's my warm up coat? Where's the heaters? I'm freezing. <laughs> but it was such a blast. Oh my God. I loved it. I got to play a punk rock singer, oh, which was so fun. Yes. So it, fun. isn't that so awesome though, to have that moment of just complete, just excitement about something like being in a real movie, like a huge, yeah. and actually now a cult classic movie. Like you've been in some yeah. cult classics, One Tree Hill, like, like Vampire Diaries, you kind of hit the cult classics streak. Um, but it's like, when you have that moment, what is, describe that moment when like you actually for the first time are living your dream like that is a big deal you know to actually yeah. realize a big dream that's like what does it feel like to like you've had this dream had this dream had this dream work towards it got it and now yeah. what's on the what's when you got it and on the other side of having the dream come true it's so funny because i feel like when you're in it you don't even realize that you you got it right because you just keep moving like one job to the next one job to the next um and I think that uh, actually a really big moment for me happened recently. I was um, at a, a diner. No, like, yeah, like a restaurant diner in New York with my dad. And the waitress was like, hey, I just wanted to say, like, I'm an actor and I, I really want to have like your career, like you work consistently. You can still go out. You've done this. You've done that. And the way she said it to me. And this is not like ego related at all. It made me step back and go like, oh, wow, I can take a moment and be proud of myself for a second. Like I did achieve something that I sought out to do. Like, cause I feel like sometimes we get so lost, especially in these careers where it's like, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? That we're afraid to sit back after a job and go, oh, okay, let me take review and actually sit in this for a moment and be grateful for this. And take it in. Instead, it's like, oh my God, okay, I'm off this job now. When am I going to find that's next? What? Oh my God, I can't sit still for too long. So um, that was a really cool moment. And so I think I, I have to remind myself. And yeah, I don't know why I hit these like 
you know, doing One Tree Hill and Vampire Diaries. And then I did Pretty Little Liars for seven. Oh yeah, years. Pretty like, Little Liars. I feel like <sighs> you I got the cult classic. Gambit. <laughs> I was like, why did I hit like the teen jackpot? Um, so I do feel grateful. And I actually almost didn't do Pretty Little Liars, a funny story because my first series ever was on ABC Family. And I had done One Tree Hill on the CW. And I felt like everything I had done was so teen driven, which is great. But I remember being like, okay, like I want to, I'm a woman now. Yeah. I was like, I want to do some adult content. (laughs) I want to have some like adult viewers. And so when they called me and they were like, they offered you this role on pretty little liars and it's going to be on ABC family. And I was like, no, I don't want to do it. You guys like, I don't want to go back on ABC family. Like I want to move forward. And they're like, isn't that crazy that like what you you dream of for so long, like you, what do they say? You're living the life you prayed for. And then you get to the point where you're like, okay, I'm so ready to elevate. Yeah. And they're like, I'm telling you, I remember my agent was like, I really think you should do this. I think it's going to be something special. And I was like, but it's, I don't know. I just, I have anxiety about it. And I remember after accepting it, I felt a little sad. I was like, I feel like I didn't move forward. I'm not like, let, I'm letting like, myself down. And then I was like, Oh my God, you moron. Like if you wouldn't have taken this, like, this is such a huge part of your career. And like, it did level you up to a different place. And I was like, my God, I can't believe I almost said no to this. What is it like being in an ensemble? Cause I always like think that would be so fun. You know, like the original yeah. one for me is like sex in the city and yeah. pretty little liars is kind of that same like vibe. Like you got the friends, it's all about girlfriends and like living this big, yeah. life, big city life. Like what is it like being, and you've been on a lot of ensembles, Vampire Diaries, yeah. One Tree Hill. That's also kind Michael of- Michael Med was in ensemble. Yeah. So you yeah. are like a team player. What is it like being on these, on a cast, like an ensemble cast? It's, you know, I just being completely candid, it's equally fun and equal parts, not so fun sometimes because, and everybody always says, cause I was talking to somebody and I was like, you know, the life of an actor can be very lonely or very transient. You're always by yourself. You know, it's not like you're traveling with a band, whatever you're doing things on your own. And they're like, but what about like these ensemble shows? It's like, there's so many people. And I'm like, yeah, I've always been really, really like super, super lucky that I've gotten along with like so many of my co-stars. I was like, but if you look at like actors on an ensemble, sure. Maybe it looks like it might be like a band, but it's a band where everyone wants to be the lead singer. (laughs) Nobody wants to do anything else, but be the lead singer. And so it, it sometimes creates conflict. You know, you have a lot of big personalities in one space every day, all the time, everybody's got their own individual publicist. So they're doing their own individual press and everybody's like, well, what are you doing? Well, what's it? Oh, wow. Like comparing like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've never really played that game, fortunately, or like, you know, I feel like how can you compare yourself to the next person? Like, even if you were in their body, you would take different steps no matter what, if you you looked like them. But I've seen a lot of little feuds happening or tiffs and um, manipulations. But luckily, like I said, I've always like, I've always found certain friends to latch onto at ev- in every project that I've done um, that I'm still friends with today. So I've always felt pretty lucky, but yeah, it's, it's ensemble casts are definitely um, all the dynamics, all the dynamics. What is it like when someone becomes the breakout star? Like, how does that go down? Because now, like you said, everyone wants to be the lead singer. So, but someone always inevitably becomes the breakout star. Always. 
Yeah. So is everyone trying to get it in the beginning? I think so. Yeah. Whether people want to admit it or not, I think, you know what I mean? Like, how can you not really, if we're just being honest here, like you always want your, you, you get into this job because, you know, it's like you want to rise to the top, right? Like that's what you got into it for. And so um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of support and love and everything, but then you do see those people that struggle with not, if they didn't become, you know, you can always, you can always see it. You can see it before it happens too, most of the time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so when someone becomes the breakout star though, and everyone was kind of wanting to be that, is there, are, do, do people, the way they act change or do they, or is everyone a good enough professional actor that they can like act through their real feelings? I feel like it depends on the cast, right? I feel yeah. like sometimes I've seen yes and sometimes I've seen no. It depends on the cast. And also when you get these teen shows, I think what's so difficult about these teen shows is like they go from zero to like uber famous really fast. A lot of stuff thrown in their face. Like it, it's it's mayhem. Um, it's like the Beatles. Also normally very young. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I think that that makes it more difficult. If you take a show like Chicago Med, it was composed of a bunch of group of adults that have been acting for a really long time that love acting for the sake of acting that don't really care, you know, what, you know, what's, I mean, do care, but like, don't really care about that stuff anymore. And like, it's not like how you felt about, I still know what you did last summer. It's like a totally different feeling. Yes. Yes. (laughs) But your, but your ratio to how you feel when you started on that show to where you were in Chicago, totally different ends of the spectrum. Totally. Um, and so I think that these teen shows are hard because you take a bunch of young people and you start pitting them against each other and start blowing them up and making, giving them fame and money. And sometimes it doesn't turn out so well, but how can it, some of them, their prefrontal lobes aren't even developed yet. You know what I mean? Yes. Teen fame is crazy. I mean, it's so, it's such a double edged sword because on one hand, it's so exciting. You get this life of just like access and all the cool stuff, but what is actually behind the veil? You have seen behind the veil on all levels across the board. Like what is behind the veil with like what people would consider fame and just the pinnacle of success. I think what people don't see is the work that goes into it. I think people don't see the exhaustion that goes into it. That sometimes like if somebody meets someone and they're like, Oh, I met this person and they were so rude. I never listen to that stuff. Cause I'm like, you have no idea the amount out, maybe lack of hours of sleep they were on that they're guarded because maybe they've been taken advantage of now. Like you don't know what these people are going through. And I think that it's like, people want to be like, Oh, wah, 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 because you know, these people are rich and famous and there's a lot behind the scenes that is you feel so you can feel very alienated too. You know what I mean? Like, especially when you're working all the time as an actor, I always say when young actors come up to me and they're like, what's some advice you'd give me? I'm like, well, I don't know, but I would say only get into this job. If you're willing to be the one person that can't show up at the wedding, the one person that can't go to your best friend's birthday party, the one person that maybe can't show up for holidays, like that's going to be your life. You're not going to be able to be there for people the way you want to, if you want to have the career that you want, you know, you work long, long hours, a lot of night shoots, a lot of this and that you're getting flown to different places all the time. You're never in the same place. You know, you don't just move to LA and stay in LA. You move to LA to leave LA because of all the jobs you want to have. And, um, 
And so, you know, I think that's what's behind the veil that I think people don't really understand is like how much sacrifice and work goes into it. Have your reasons for pursuing these loves changed over the years? Oh, definitely. Um, I feel like when I started getting into, uh, I had a really hard time on One Tree Hill. I felt like um, for, you know, obviously the Me Too movement called out, you know, what happened on One Tree Hill a lot. Um, and it was kind of like a bit to me, for me, it was a bit of a dark set. It had a lot of dark energy floating around it. And I remember getting like really, really depressed. Really? And I, I did find really great. Like I worked with Joy Lens and she was so lovely to me. And I was so like grateful that I worked with her and James Lafferty was really great with me too. And like, those are the people I worked with most. So as far as the actors go, like I got to really work with some great people, but there was just a really, really stressful vibe on set. And I remember I was like 25, 24. And I was like, there's got, I have to give myself another purpose. Like I love acting, but this industry is going to, I'm going to sink. Into so you like figured a, that out fast. So it's yes. kind of a blessing. Yeah, it was a huge blessing because I was I was like, all right, this is the kind of show that I've been striving for. And now I'm on it and I'm so miserable. Mm. Like, so I was like, I got to volunteer, do something. And that's when I found like hospice work, actually. And it gave me this like greater purpose. And I just loved it so much. And then I started realizing like, OK, I can use this industry for the good it has. I can, you know, not engage in the bad act and love acting and then use the industry for good. And I started realizing like the, the higher my career got, the more I had a platform to speak for the things that I actually love. Wow. So then it made all the things that drove me crazy about this career more tolerable. Cause you had a bigger I, purpose. Cause I had a bigger purpose with it. Wow. And I don't know how you get through this career without having a bigger purpose with it. Because to me, it just becomes very like, so ego driven. Cause you're just like in this warp of your own, like stuff all the time. You know what I mean? You got to step outside of it. And you're right. I feel like you either kind of go one of two ways with like big success and you can see it play out all the time. It's like you either become someone who uses like you're doing, uses their platform to spread awareness and change the world for the better. Or it, you kind of go down the spiral of just like feeding that self indulgence that you can yeah. and it eventually is gonna it's gonna not be able to sustain anymore you know yeah absolutely oh that's so interesting isn't it interesting like life what do you think of life now that like this is like what it is what do you what are your views on it because you've really gotten into mental health and you really are such an advocate for so many things i'd love to talk about some of the things that you are passionate about because it's like that's your your purpose is yeah what you are an advocate for and how did that start happening when okay yeah one tree hill you started realizing i need to like get outside of myself when did you really get into like mental health um i think probably like probably like my mid to late 20s um i was just life is so weird right like no matter what you believe or what faith you have or lack of whatever, like nobody can actually say for certain what we're doing here. Do you know what I mean? And, and so sometimes like, I just try, like, I always try to remind myself as cheesy as it is like that old saying, like you can turn a prison into a palace or a palace into a prison. And I feel like it's so true. Like 
every time I'm having a bad experience, I always remind myself, like, I am the one driving this experience for myself. So if I'm miserable right now, what experience can I, what perspective shift can I have to change this experience? And life is so weird, but yeah, throwing myself into the things that I'm passionate about and the advocacy work is really important to me because I feel like if we're not giving back, if we're not helping other people, or even if we're not reaching out to other people to help us, then what really is the point of being here? You know what I mean? I do. I totally know what you mean. And you have to figure out a way for me. It's been like, I, especially this past couple of years, I've just been so on a hunt for my purpose and I've like been all over it. Like I know I've been all over it, but I've had like a million different career things. I've done so many amazing things. And like you in a different way, I have totally seen behind the veil. Like I know what's out there. I know what it is. I know the struggles and like the responsibility it is to hold the status and to put yourself out there. And so I just am like, what are we doing here? Yeah, You know, and like, what are the gifts that I have that I can serve others with that also fulfills me? And I feel like at the end of the day, that's like what I kind of like work on every day. It's like, what am I, what do I feel like I'm good at and talented at that actually can fulfill my soul, but then really serve others. And I feel like that's how I kind of move now. Yeah. Yeah. You have to. And sometimes too, like, I feel like when you're having a bad day or if you're stuck in something, the best thing to do is put your attention on something else or put your attention on someone else who needs Mm. you more than, you know, than what you're going through. And it's like, that's the best way to, to get over something, I think. Right. What grounds you? Oh my gosh. Um, I feel like nature grounds me a lot. Solitude grounds me a lot. Um, my family being around fam- certain family members grounds right. me a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> boundaries, boundaries are also important. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Those things ground me a lot. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Time is a luxury for us, especially if you're a mom. That's why we need a skincare routine that's easy, fast, and gives us results. 
Plus, what if your products had thousands of five-star reviews? Were natural and affordable? Well, say hello to Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable. And it really works. Not sure where to start? I highly recommend the Work System. It's everything you need in one powerful package. Take out the guesswork with a proven routine that includes a gentle yet effective cleanser, a super skin toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. See what everyone is raving about. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally five stars. And right now through Monday, Dime has their spring into savings sale. Get 25% off site-wide. Go to dimebeautyco.com for 25% off every product on the site. That's dimebeautyco.com for 25% off. But hurry, the spring into savings sale ends Monday. Go to dimebeautyco.com. You're so lovely with how you take care of things. You are a caregiver. You take care of hospice. You care so much about women's rights. You care so much about animal cruelty. You are just such a caring person. Is that just a huge part of your personality and nurturing spirit? Um, I, I guess. I mean, if, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I have sisters and I grew up in a really like, you know, loving family. We're all really close, so. It's probably a product of that. What's the secret to a loving family? Being okay with people's flaws because, oh my God, families can be challenging. You know what I mean? They can be challenging. Um, but I find that if you look at, sometimes we don't look at our family as other people, right? We look at them as like they mom, need to be dad, sister, brother, you know? And it's like, no, you're a person, you're flawed. And I need to have space for that, even though, you know, I'm being around my mother, she's my best friend. She's my everything. And she can also trigger me more than anybody on this planet. And she knows it. Um, that's, that's true love. So That's true love. And because we're so close. And so I have to remind myself, even at 38 years old, I have to be like, Tori, stop acting like you're five and stop being a little brat. Your mom is a human being as well. She's not just your mom <laughs> and have space for her. So um, how great yeah. though that you, I think that's what you said, being okay with people's flaws. How great that you can be your full self with your family. I think that yeah. that's the kicker when you can be your full self with anyone. Yes. Like I have a, like my husband, my, I have a few people in my life. I love so many people, but there's a few people in my life who I can fully be myself. Yeah. All of it, all the parts that like, I feel like are ugly and gross too. And like all yeah. my flaws, I feel like that is really, that to me is what true love is. True love isn't mm -hmm. like this, like, and it can go for like mother and parent love, child love, sibling love, you know, family love, friend love, yeah. you know, romantic love, whatever. But it's like when you can truly be your full self, the full spectrum, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. That to me is what like a loving relationship is. Yes, a hundred percent. I always said, and I was like, I don't know if this is going to sound weird. I was like, but the day that I find somebody that I can be the way that I am around my sisters and feel like they accept me and love me for all that mess and craziness and weirdness and um, awkwardness and, you know, whatever else, that's when I know that like, I've met the person that I could spend my life with. And I haven't found that yet. I have not found anybody I ever felt comfortable enough with to be that person around. Well, Tori, good for you for waiting for it because they say, this is the truth. Like who you marry determines 90% of your happiness. And I can vouch for that. Um, like 
I've been married now for almost 10 years and we've grown up together. And like, I, I mean, everyone has their own story, but like, yes, we've had some really like moments that were really hard, but we've always been able to be honest and grow together. And I just think that like, that is why I feel like our marriage will be able to sustain because like you're saying, if you can't be your full self, all of it, yeah, you're gonna, it's, you're gonna hit this wall that you can't live with anymore for a while. Cause we, we have to be able to expand and be ourselves yes. and have a safe yes. haven to do that. And you need a witness to your life. If you're going to partner up with someone who's going to be okay with all of it or else Absolutely. that's not fair to your soul. You're suppressing your soul and you know that. So that, yeah. that just means to me, like someone like you, who is like perfect in every way, like not just like beauty and accolades and talent and a mental awareness and all of it. You have all of it. And the fact that you aren't partnered up yet to me means that your soul is just getting it already because you're so dynamite in every way that if you were to settle, I think you would be disservicing the world because the union that you will have is going to be so powerful because you're going to meet someone who's such a match and then y'all can be game changers together. That is so kind. Thank I you feel so that. much. Oh my God. I love that. Thank I really you. believe that with my full self. And the I'm fact that- I'm going to listen to this whenever <laughs> I get down again, just that one part. <laughs> but I mean, you, I, you know this too. Like you see people who just kind of throw in the towel eventually and go for a marriage because they want to get married. It's not yeah. the way to do it. I mean, maybe yeah. it can work out, but especially someone like you who knows all this, you know the soul yeah. stuff, you know, yeah. you know it. And so it's like- it's just so powerful that you have the confidence and the trust to wait. Like that's so, cause you could get married tomorrow if you wanted to, but the fact that you're not like, and you're really trusting it. Like I'm excited to follow your life for many reasons, but like you're going to be, you're a game changer across the board. Oh, thank you so much. That's so sweet. Thank you. What, okay. I'm going to wrap up cause I know you have a million okay. things to do, but what are you most excited about on the horizon? It can be anything. It doesn't have to be work or whatever. Like what coming up in the next year, are you just like, gives you the full body tingles? Um, I think just kind of what's going to be next. I feel like I've tied up a lot of, uh, I've, I've ended, there's been a lot of endings this last, like year and a half of my life. And now I'm kind of like here at the farm like kind of seeing where I want to move next, where I want to live next. Do you know what I mean? Just, I feel like I'm at the the start of a new beginning and I don't know what it's going to be. So that's really, that exciting. Yeah, it is. it is. Oh man, that's exciting. Because yeah. especially like when you've been on such a long show, leaving Chicago med and like you had such a life and a routine and you're with your ensemble, you knew your role, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So now to like, what does it feel like to be like, you know, kind of starting what is that like? You're at, you've lived so much now. Your life is so yeah. ri rich of experiences, but now here you are a fresh start again. Yeah. Do you yeah. have a visualization for how you want it to feel this next go round? I, yes, definitely. I think I need to just, I really want to do things that like really light me up, make me feel so good. I want to invite people into my life that make me feel so good. I feel like I've always had a habit of ignoring red flags because, you know, being a nurturing person, you want to embrace everybody. And I feel like I just want everything to feel like such a yes. Do you know what I mean? And also mm, listening mm, to mm. my nose. I feel like sometimes I've fallen victim to that of not listening to my nose and being like, well, I'll just do it. Or, 
well, they said this or whatever. And it's like, no, being able to be like, okay, that's so great that that's you, but that doesn't serve me. So like, cool, all good. Um, so yeah, like I'm really excited. I'm really excited about it. That's awesome. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Do you feel, though, like your 30s were the season that you learned what served you and what doesn't and have that confidence? We talked about it a little bit in the beginning. Yes. But, like, like where you really can, like like you said, lean into the full body, yes. Like, I feel like it took me the full decade of my 30s to get that. Yes. I feel like I'm finally, like, actually fully stepping into that now. Like, I feel like my 20s, I, like, cried my way through my 20s. Same! Absolute mess. Hot mess express, making out with everyone I could was my twins. Doing any opportunity that came my way. Just yes, 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 yes. yes. Hot mess all the time. Hot mess. (laughs) Same. And then my 30s, like you said, like you start really learning about yourself more. And now I feel like, you know, I'm a year and a half from 40. And I feel like I'm finally like sinking into like who I really am, what makes me happy, being confident in myself. You know, mm-hmm. like I've never, and I love it. So I always tell uh, when everyone's like, oh my God, I'm going to be 30. I'm like, congratulations. Same. Like, welcome. Welcome. I have welcomed every decade with open arms, but like, I am very, very intense. And so like, and I also am so much a, like a seeker of like improvement all the time and learning and like, yeah. like awakening my soul constantly that it's annoying. It drives me crazy. Yeah. I wish I could give myself <laughs> a freaking break, but right. I, in my twenties, like that's where I was struggling with like eating disorders and constant comparison and trying to look a certain way and feeling insecure yeah. and all that stuff. And I started therapy at the end of my twenties because I was mm-hmm. like, I am not going into the thirties with my 20 problems my twenties year old problems. And so yeah. like, I really cleaned up my eating disorder and all of my thought belief around that and That's worked awesome. on origin story and started that process. So then my thirties were exciting because I was like awakening to this new person. And then yeah. I'm kind of like starting to figure out my real, like my full body yeses and nos, and, you know, just like settling down a lot. 
And now for 40s, I'm like, I feel like I'm cleaning out so much. Like I'm simplifying more than ever. Do you feel that? Just like purging everything I can, just stripping it down. Less is more all day long. I want only full body yeses and I don't want any clutter. Yes. I always say the two keys that I feel like I've learned to life are simplicity and adaptability. Mm. Like if you have those two things, like happiness follows. <laughs> Agreed. And then I also think for me, I totally agree with that. Mindset is so important to mm. me, which goes 100%. with adaptability. But like yeah. I have, I've had, I haven't always had simplicity, but I've always been able to live very simply. I really have. Yeah. Like I've been able to go fast just growing up yeah. in touring band life. Like, you know, sure. But mindset has been the biggest for me. Like I have had to work on my self-talk because I didn't realize how much I beat myself up all the time and how negative I was. And I was in a scarcity mindset a lot. So I've had to flip it to like abundance and like seeing the, like you were talking about earlier, like I am the one who is choosing this experience, how I'm interpreting it. So am I going to make my prison a palace or my palace a prison? And so I've had, I have to, I've had to really work on that a lot. That's awesome. That wasn't natural for me. Did you have natural good self-talk? No, I don't think it's natural for anyone. I mean, unless you grew up in like this like Zen Buddhist home, but I feel like part of being a human is having to come over, uh, triumph over adversity or, you know what I mean? Like hard times. And so I don't think that's natural. I've never met someone that that was natural for. I know who they just wake up happy. I feel like Goldie Hawn maybe, but then I'm like, no, she's got to have shit. She's got to have shit in there, you know? Exactly. Okay. Well, I always wrap up with leave your light. What do you want people to know? Oh, what do I want people to know? Mm -hmm. Um, I want people to know that, that love always triumphs fear. I love and love is all there is. And if you really think about it, fear is just an illusion because there cannot be fear where there is love. There cannot be dark where there is light. So lean into love. I love that. And love is everywhere. So if we love see fear, everywhere. that's just us cre- living in an illusion that we've made yeah. up. I love yeah. that. Tori, this was such a pleasure. Thank you so much Me for coming too. on. I hope yeah, you move to Nashville. And if you do, please reach out. I would love oh, to Oh, I see will, you. for sure. I okay. will, definitely. Okay. It's nice to see you. Have the best holidays. Thank you, too. Bye. Okay, bye. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. 
like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.